Coffee Break Collection 15. The World of Work. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Roundup. From Boy Ranchers on the Trail. By Willard F. Baker. Come on, Nort. It's your turn to cut out the next one. I suppose I make a mux of it, bud. Shucks, you won't do that. You've roped a calf before. Yes, but not at a big round-up like this. If I make a fizzle, the fellows will give me the laugh. What if they do? Everybody knows you haven't been at it long, and you've got to make a start. Besides, anybody's likely to make a mistake. That's why they put rubbers on the end of pencils. Ride in now and snake out the next one, Nort. All right, bud. Here goes. Blaze, the pony Nort Shannon, was riding toward the bunch of cattle gathered at Diamond X Ranch for the big spring round-up, leaped forward at the sound of his master's voice, and in response to the little jerk of the reins and the clap of heels against his sides. Into the herd of milling, turning, and twisting cattle, the intelligent animal made his way, needing hardly any guidance from Nort. The lad, by a mere touch, corrected the course of Blaze slightly, and in a moment he was heading for a calf which bawled loudly. "'Get him, Nort!' cried a voice from among the cowboys looking on. "'Don't get me fussed, Dick!' Nort shouted back to his brother, who sat astride his pony near Bud Merkel. "'It'll be your turn next!' Into the herd he wormed his way on Blaze, dodging here and there, but with his eyes ever on the calf he'd hoped to cut out, so it could be branded. Nort leaned forward in his saddle, and then his cousin and brother, eagerly watching from outside the herd, saw the boy rancher's hand shoot up. Through the air the rope went, turning, twisting, writhing and uncoiling like a snake. In an instant it had flipped around the hind legs of a calf. "'Good!' yelled Dick. "'Even Babe couldn't have done better,' complimented Bud enthusiastically. "'Tisn't over yet,' gasped Nort for he had hard work ahead of him, and the dust raised by thousands of hoofs was choking. "'Wait till I get it to the branding corral!' He leaned over in his other stirrup, causing the lariat to pull taut, and, the next instant, the calf flopped on its side. "'Snake him out, Blaze!' cried Nort to his pony, and the animal turned and dragged the prostrate calf along over the ground, an operation not as cruel as it sounds as the surface was inches thick in soft dust like flour. "'That's the boy, Nort,' called his cousin Bud. "'I knew you could do it. Now then, Dick, let's see how you'll make out.' "'I can't throw a rope as good as Nort,' answered the stouter lad as he urged his pony, Blackie, into the herd. "'But here goes.' Meanwhile Nort had dragged the calf he had cut out to the corral, where the branding was going on. Two cowboys, stationed there for the purpose, leaped forward and threw the calf over on its side, for it had managed to struggle to its feet when Nort ceased dragging it. One man twisted a front leg of the struggling creature back in a hammerlock and knelt on its neck. The other took hold of the upper hind leg, and with this hold prevented the calf from sprawling along on the ground. "'Sit on him!' called Mr. Merkel, owner of Diamond X and other ranches. He was superintending the round-up of his herds, and those entrusted to Bud, Nort, and Dick 
in the first business venture of the boy ranchers. Sit on him, yelled Bud's father. Accordingly, the men sat on the calf thus, with the holds they had secured, keeping it under restraint, with the least possible pain to the small creature. Branding iron, sang out Slim Degnan, foreman of the ranch. A little blaze was flickering on the ground, not far from where the calf naught had cut out was thrown and held. In a moment the fire-tender had seized the branding iron, and, a second or two later, it was being pressed on the calf's flank. The creature bawled loudly and kicked out, thereby nearly throwing off the men who were sitting on it. But the branding was all over in a moment, and the men leaped up, releasing the animal. The calf stood dazed for the time being, after it had scrambled to its feet, and then trotted out of the corral, lashing its side with its little tail. Plainly branded on it now, never to be completely effaced, was the mark of the ownership of Mr. Merkel, an X inside a diamond. Next, called the branders. Here comes Dick, shouted Bud, as Nort rode up beside him, and he got his calf. Good, exclaimed the brother. I guess we're learning the business. Surest thing you know, asserted the son of the owner of Diamond X. I told you it wasn't so hard, and you've done the same thing before. But not such a big round-up, remarked Nort, as he prepared to ride in again and cut out another calf. Yes, it is big, admitted Bud, as he made ready for his share in the affair, his task being the same as that of his cousin's, to cut out the calves for branding purposes. It sure is a big round-up. It had been in progress for days. Twice a year on the big western ranches, the cattle are driven in from the outlying ranges to be tallied, inspected, marked, and shipped away. The spring and fall round-ups are always busy seasons at any ranch. During the times between round-ups, the new calves attained their growth, but they needed to have branded into their hides the marks of their owners. Then, too, some yearlings escaped branding at times, either by remaining out of sight at the round-up or in the attending confusion. Unbranded calves who had partly attained their growth were termed mavericks, and when the herds of different owners mingled, there was, usually, a division of the mavericks, since it could not be accurately told who owned them. The title maverick was derived from a stockman of that name, whose practice was to claim all unbranded calves in the herd. His cowboys would ride about, cutting out the unmarked animals, with the cool statement, That's a maverick, meaning that it belonged to their boss. And so the name has commonly become associated with any half-grown, unbranded calf. Mr. Merkel was the owner of several ranches, Square M, Triangle B, and Diamond X, not to mention Diamond X Second, or Flume Valley, of which his son Bud and the latter's cousins, Norton and Richard Shannon, were the nominal proprietors. The cattle from Flume Valley, or Happy Valley, as Bud called it, after the mystery of the underground water was solved, were in the round-up with the others from his father's ranches. For days preceding the lively doings I have just described, the cowboys, called in from distant ranges, had driven the cattle toward the central assembling point, the corrals at Diamond X. Slowly the longhorns, the shorthorns, and the cattle, with no horns at all, had been hazed in from their feeding grounds toward Diamond X, 
The cowpunchers had galloped hard all day, and they had ridden herd at night to keep the animals from straying. At night this was not so hard, for the animals were glad to rest during the darkness. But during the day there was always some steer, often more than one, that wanted to run away from the herd. As this might start a stampede, it was necessary to drive the striker back, and this was, often enough, a difficult task. Bud, Nort, and Dick had borne their share of this difficult round-up task, and now, when the thousand or more of steers, calves, and mavericks had been gathered at Diamond X, the work of tallying them, branding those that were without marks, and shipping away the best was well under way. In and out of the herd rode the boy ranchers, doing their best alongside of more seasoned punchers. Calves were cut out, thrown and branded, to be quickly released and again mingle with the herd. "'Oh, I'm Captain Jinx of the Horse Marines,' one of the cowboys, wiping the dust and sweat from his face with his big red silk handkerchief, or rather neckerchief, started this song. It was taken up by half a score of loud voices. Yippee! came in centaurian tones from yelling kid this is the life but as just then his pony slipped and he missed the throw he made for a calf it is doubtful if yelling kid felt as gay as he sounded hot work eh boys asked mr merkle when dick nort and bud rode past to get drinks of water but it's great all the same answered dick with shining eyes eyes that gleamed amid a face dark with the tan of the western sun and grimy with the dust of the western plains glad you like it commented the proprietor of diamond x as he kept on with his tallying how they coming slim he asked his foreman couldn't be better old bucktooth is doing a heap sight more than i ever dreamed a zuni could bud said that his old indian helper was up to snuff commented mr merkle "'I'm glad to know it. Heard anything from Double Z?' he asked, and there was an anxious note in his voice. "'No, Hank and his gang seem to have quieted down after what I told him. "'Well, I hope he doesn't make trouble for Bud and the boys. "'They're going back to Happy Valley tonight.' "'So I understand. "'Oh, shucks, don't worry about Hank. He's all talk. "'He and that blustery foreman of his, Ike Johnson.' There had been a dispute between the cowboys of Diamond X and those of Double Z, a ranch owned by the notorious Hank Fisher, a few days before the round-up, the subject of dispute being the ownership of certain mavericks. It had ended with the triumph of Slim Degnan, foreman of Mr. Merkel's holdings. And so the round-up went on, the heat, the dust, the noise and confusion increasing as calf after calf, maverick after maverick was branded and the steers to be shipped were cut out, to be hazed over to the railroad stockyards. And yet, with all the seeming confusion, there was order and system in the work. "'Well, I guess this is the last,' remarked Mr. Merkle to his son, as Bud and his cousins rode slowly up to the ranch house, when the final calf had been cut out and the tally made. "'You boys going back after grub?' "'Yep,' answered Bud, but there was no enthusiasm in his voice. He, like his cousins, was too tired, for the day had been a gruelling one, with the heat and hard work. "'You sure did make out a whole lot better than I ever thought you would,' said Mr. Merkel, as he rode along with his son and nephews. "'Putting water into that valley made a big difference.' "'I should say so,' exclaimed Bud. 
Our stock will lay over anything you will ship from any of your three ranches, Dad. I wouldn't wonder but what you were right, Bud. Well, let's wash up and eat. One by one the cowboys drifted in, some singing ranch songs in spite of their weariness. Bud and his cousins were through with their meal first, and having persuaded his sister, Nell, to pack a basket of doughnuts, pie, and cheese for him, Bud signalled to his cousins to join him out at the pony corral. "'Let's get an early start back to Happy Valley,' he urged. "'It's a long enough ride, anyhow.' "'You said it,' commented Nort. "'Well, there's one thing we don't have to worry about, "'and that is not finding any water running into the reservoir,' added Dick, "'as he slipped in through the gate and caught one of his ponies. "'Not Blackie, who was tired out from the round-up. "'Each cow-puncher, including the boy ranchers, "'had several animals in his string. "'No, I guess we solved the mystery of the water supply.' We'll have no more trouble, agreed Bud. The boy ranchers rode over the trail to their own camp. It was actually a camp, for permanent ranch buildings had not yet been erected in Happy Valley, though some were projected. Tents formed the abiding place of our heroes, and as they were only there during the summer months, the canvas shelters served very well indeed. The moon rose, shining down from a starlit sky as the rough but faithful and sturdy cow-ponies ambled along. Now the boy ranchers would be down in some swale or valley, and again topping one of the foothills which led to Buffalo Ridge or Snake Mountain, between which elevations lay Happy Valley, where the cattle of Diamond X Second were quartered. "'There she is, the old camp,' murmured Dick, as they started down the slope which led to the collection of tents erected against the earthen and stone bank of the reservoir. "'And maybe I won't hit the hay,' exclaimed Bud with a yawn. "'We don't have to get up tomorrow until we're ready.' "'Oh, boy!' cried Nort in delight. They rode forward and were almost at their camp when Bud, who had trotted ahead, pulled his pony to a sudden stop and cried out, "'Hold on there! Who are you and where are you going?' At the same moment his cousin saw the moon gleaming on the forty-five gun which Bud drew from his holster. End of The Roundup Chapter 1 of The Boy Ranchers on the Trail